there. How's it going, everybody? That's right. If you can hear my voice, it is another magical episode of the Coven Podcast, where we talk about all things nerdy, all things feminist, all things relating to marginalized peoples. Um, and boy, is the cauldron bubbling this week. We have four members of the witchy crew on this episode because of what an issue we're dealing with here. The issue at hand is when YouTubers implode, explode. There's, there's something going on with YouTubers either way, though. But uh, I'm your host, Daily Wilhelm, the Witch of the Wavelengths. Joining me today is... Courtney Tuckman, the Haribo Slayer. And Tyler Wheatley. And Zalton Martin. You, you Previously have... known as the Witch of the South. <laughs> I don't have a nickname. You'll get one one day. I can be the Witch of the West since I'm West Side. That works. Whoa! <laughs> there we go. We have more cardinal directions to represent here. I'm glad. So, uh, the first issue at hand here is one that a lot of people have had uh, time to talk about, whereas the other one is more recent. There's still things coming out. But uh, we're talking about PewDiePie and JonTron today. Um, So, the PewDiePie situation happened. It was, like, around Valentine's Day. It was either on or the day before or the day after, one or the other. It's been a while. It's been a bit. It's been a bit. And there's been a lot of things since. Uh, So essentially he had the whole thing where he did a video wherein he was using a service called Fiverr where you can essentially pay people to do random stuff that wouldn't normally be under like a service. So he had a couple guys uh, write on a sign and dance in a jungle, and what was written on the sign was, death to all Jews, Yeah. which was, that's me! (laughs) One of them! (laughs) So, obviously, um, an issue here, and especially since he's uh, got the most subscribers, mainstream media pays more attention to him, and instantly there was a lot of coverage about this. But kind of the issue at hand here is YouTubers enjoy the freedom of having essentially an uncensored platform. They can say whatever they want. Uh, but should they? Thoughts? Do you want to take this one? I was going to say, I also have <laughs> It's heavy. It's the uh, heavy question. I think in the sense of having that large of an audience, obviously you have that much you have that much more attention on you so what you have what you can say and what you shouldn't say are obviously pretty should be pretty heavily defined Mm -hmm. (laughs) but at the same time um watching the video i saw as the joke but i also afterwards went oh crap because i knew something was going to happen with that so i mean yeah i think there's i think there is definitely a line that you shouldn't cross like you might find it funny to yourself and whereas he might have i mean obviously he was there's tons of comments that were like this is the funniest thing i've ever seen yeah he might have he could have just kept it to himself i guess he could have recorded the rest of the video and then maybe edited that part out or just edited out what the sign said and what he typed and just kept it as like the joke of mystery and then maybe it wouldn't have been as funny, but it would have kept him out of trouble. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. He did say this explicitly many times. He meant it as comedy. And uh, maybe I've, I've read this a couple different places, but it was never explicitly said. But it was supposed to be kind of like a parody of like a 4chan user. Yeah. I would say I don't follow well, 4chan. Don't. Give no. <laughs> okay, so my, give my roommate like does, not myself. Context into that. Um, as we all know, the internet's kind of a scummy place. Yeah. Just in general. Yeah. Um, some things will be said on there that most people will not say out in public for very good reason. And that's kind of where that comes from. So that's where I kind of see it as because 
I don't know where you have all come from, but like middle school and high school was just all a bunch of edgy kids proclaiming yeah. stuff edgy, like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was interesting times where I'm from. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's that's universal, especially in middle schools. It's, middle school, it's everyone's middle edgy because we're all uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, I mean, like on the note of like comedy, it was obviously meant to be comedy. And but there's always going to be someone that's going to get offended no matter what joke because you can make a joke out of anything and we've all experienced this. You might think it's funny, but then someone you're going to say it and someone's going to go, "Whoa, that wasn't cool." Yeah, I mean that's kind of been his thing lately is very inflammatory comments. Like he's done many cringe compilation like reaction videos, which yeah. is more on the edge of like trying to be like kind of edgy. Um a terminology kind of used for that and this is kind of like a thing that's gone on for years is like it's that shock jock type humor mm. so in the past the most infamous one is Howard Stern uh, his radio show way back when and uh, was notorious for doing stuff like this yeah. uh, kind of pushing the limits to what's like uh, socially normal and what's not and you kind of see that a lot more especially in YouTube personalities um, and just being like internet the internet kind of being scummy at times get um I like good, this overall it's word. a good adjective it kind of, for the internet it meshes well with these uh personalities that um make that humor as well so like months ago you had the youtube personalities like uh you had leafy mm. you had pyrocynical mm. you have freaking keemstar of all people these are like big names that you know from youtube but like you look at what they do and it's like Wow, they do the same stuff. Yeah. Yep. Here's the thing, though, with um, with PewDiePie doing this joke, because, like, with the Howard Stern Show or those other YouTubers, they sort of established from the beginning that that, mm. that was, like, their brand. They're going to do that shock value type thing. PewDiePie um, has generally been, like, 13-year-old humor. Yeah. He also, he also said at the beginning of the year... I mean, like, I guess it's like 2012 PewDiePie, because I've, I mean, like, yeah, well, like, I've been a long time fan, yeah. so I've seen that too. Right. Like, the as grown he's evolved, up. yeah, he's obviously evolved, but like, that's just like, that's just like a whole different ballpark. It's just like, whoa, like, yeah. I mean, he that, said like, a at, claim. like yeah. the end of last year, maybe even like the very beginning of this year, like he wanted to change. He was like, this yeah. is a new year, and he's like, as cringy as it sounds. I want to be a new me. I want to do what I want and say what I want and not just be this, like, old me of playing the same things and doing series, you know. Yeah, he doesn't play video games anymore. Yeah, yeah. He That's... still plays video games. It's yeah. just what he wants to. And, uh, and he said this in a few videos a few weeks ago um, along the lines of he doesn't do as much uh, Let's Plays anymore because that was like an old era of him. He only did it because he knew that was what's popular. He only played the games that were popular. He may have hated them but he would pretend that he enjoyed them for the sake of, like, his audience. Mm -hmm. And after that, he just kind of like, you know what, screw it. I'm doing my own thing now because people are at the point they'll watch me no matter what I do. Yeah. Right. That was, like, the big thing that you brought up, too. Like, old YouTube, it was all, like, false positivity and, like, everyone pushing happiness no matter what. Like, so the it's kind like, of Markiplier brand right now? Yes. Yeah, and, like, everyone, like, you, you might, like, think everything's fine, and then, like, even Markiplier kind of did that in his stuff. Like, he recorded all these videos, and he thought it was fine, and then, like, one of his best friends in his old group mm -hmm. had ended up passing away. You know, I'm sure we've all kind of read up on the story. I don't want to go into too much detail because it's kind of dark. But so then you all of a sudden, out of nowhere, 
if you didn't follow him on Twitter, on YouTube, you were like, whoa, not everything's not okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. I, I think especially, I guess this is more in terms of, like, how the mainstream media has seen this. Because, like, last time, I guess, like, they would have checked, as it were. It was like, oh, he does, like, gameplays where he yells into the microphone. Yes. Whereas now... Uh, it's kind of unrecognizable from what it used to be. There's still he still plays games, but like you said, it's only the ones that he wants to play, and his content that he's more pumping out is much more parody and just himself or like things that he found on the internet versus uh, like one on one with a game, which is what he's always kind of been in that box. So yeah, his evolution has been, uh, I'd argue. A de-evolution maybe just because of some of the content because this wasn't the lone anti-semitic comment that he's had he's been using quite a bit of like nazi imagery in yeah. like i think there was someone cataloged eight different videos including one with like a hitler speech uh posted swastikas drawn by his fans um, he was in, like, a brown military uniform and with the Nazi party anthem playing, which is kind of where I'm surprised that it wasn't, like, found out before, like, that this came as a shock. Well, here's the thing. Um, there's a difference between using World War Two in, like, jokes and saying, die, Jews, die. Like, I think that jokes about, like, Hitler and stuff are funny. And I'm Jewish, so, <laughs> like, to a degree, though, and it depends, like, it, it depends on the sort of angle you are approaching it, because it is, you know, obviously a really tough subject to breach. There are still Jews alive and other people who are survivors who still are survivors of that time period, but um, it's just, it's different when you're using it as the butt of a joke to... death to all Jews like it's just different yeah in my experience watching uh getting like full context out of everything from these like because there was a long like around the time when all these uh, publications were breaking the story of all this stuff you would see videos that would splice all these 10 second clips together and it makes it look more damning than what it actually ended up being at Mm -hmm. times I agree um and like you and people were actually calling them out on that they were like here's the full like video it's like a 10 second thing it's less than one percent of the video why are you focusing on it's like you were purposely looking for out for something that is um given the complete context i very few times do you ever see i think pewdiepie actually do anything it's like death to all jews extent you see him uh pantomime being like a nazi youth watching hitler but it's like to make a metaphor out of something i don't quite remember what it was but it wasn't him directly being that way yeah, it's um, that's definitely what sticks out to you though, because mm. you don't remember the parody versus just like, oh, this is PewDiePie pretending to be a Nazi youth. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's like the whole thing. Taking you can take anything out of context. I mean, if you recorded stuff that we said all day, I'm sure we're not all happy-go-lucky butterflies every day, all day. Mm-hmm. We all have our days where we hate everyone, and if you just took splices out of conversations that we've had if we're mad about something and then put it all together into video, you could make us look horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like a smear campaign for the biggest YouTuber. And I hate to, like, word it like that. Obviously, it's not like he's, like, running for office or anything. or you know. But 
He's got his office. Yeah. He's got his subscriber base, yeah. which didn't necessarily take a massive dip, as far as I could tell. I think I think that's just because like jump they change. they jump knew change, yeah. they knew it was a joke, and then when stuff started hitting the fan, and you know they were taking everything out of context, and I'm sure not all of them. I'm sure some of his fans were like, "That's not cool," but like you know, according to him, there was a big chunk that were defending him and saying, "You can't take this out of context." You know, you like here's the whole video, watch the whole thing. You know, obviously the latest stunt he did apologize for, and it was a little too far, but, like, everything else he put together, like, his fans making swastikas in his game, he even said, like, stop. Like, throughout the whole video, he was like, you guys can't do this. Like, this isn't okay. This is not what the game is meant for. So, I mean, I think context is the biggest thing in the whole issue with him. Yeah. Um, He did say, like, as he was watching this happen in this video, he said, I'm not anti-Semitic or whatever it's called. Um, It was a funny meme and I didn't think it would work. I guess just like my question is where where did this become a meme? Like, where did this kind of thing spawn from where it's like funny to reference the Holocaust and specifically like on the Nazi side of the Holocaust? How does any meme become funny? I can't even, like, trace it back. Because, like, I was saying, like, even back as far as middle school, that was always, like, some sort of, like, dark joke. It was that edgy humor. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, even then, like, back in middle school, internet culture wasn't as predominant as it is today. It was still there. But, like, memes in a traditional sense weren't where they are then, where they are now. So it's like, where did they pick this stuff up? It's not something new. It's just, it's a thing that's always been there. Right. So it's like, who knows where it came from? Yeah, <laughs> that's it, even like. Oh, sorry. No. Go. Oh, that's like, uh, like you brought up like Pyrocynical and like Leafy and all them. Like even Pyro kind of branched off with it and does his own stuff where he does like communist things in quotes. Mm. Where he does like he'll put like the Russian flag in the background and wear like Russian troop hats and everyone knows it's a joke, but no one says anything about him and makes compilations out of context of his stuff. But with PewDiePie being the biggest and with that whole over the top joke, it was like whoa, man, you can't do that. But, like, no one goes around looking at, like, Keemstar and his stuff. Like, there wasn't, like, huge things about that where he has said, like, well, the N-word in the past. <laughs> that's always been brought up on his regard. Yeah, that's like, always been brought up. But, yeah. like, I, you know, like, there wasn't, like, huge news stations going out of their way. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He wasn't yeah. big enough. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I think th- that takes it back, too. Like, you have to be a certain level. Like you said, PewDiePie is, like, the biggest subscribed. So that's, I think that's, like... He, I think he did mention, like, in his final, like, video, like, regarding this, like, how, yeah. I mean, like, it was an attack on him. Like, take the, you know, what he said about death to all Jews out of the equation, but, like, how they went through to find anything remotely anti-Semitic in all his videos and compiling all all together. Like, someone was paid to go through all of PewDiePie's videos right. to find evidence against him. And it's just a matter of YouTube taking over traditional media which it kind of is and just them being like see we have an upper hand on you and you're not as cool as you think but he still managed to come out on top yeah i mean like we said earlier chump change yeah uh, he lost but he did lose yeah he (laughs) He lost lost me. me um but he did also lose his partnership with disney and maker studios which isn't necessarily even a bad thing on his end. I guess um, no, he doesn't have because to Because, think about it this way. Um, he's basically a free agent at this point. Mm-hmm. 
as much as Maker may want to distance themselves, what's to stop another um, network to pick him up and have a better deal? Yeah. yeah. I think I, this will all blow over in some time and some other network's going to want to pick him up because it'll be like... Some less kid-friendly network. Yeah. May, yeah that's, maybe that's what... Yeah, maybe Disney wasn't the right idea. But that's, yeah. I guess that's the biggest thing for me is that I, I don't associate PewDiePie with audiences our age. I associate him with 13-year-olds. So I guess where I'm, like, concerned is that 13-year-olds are watching this and is like, oh, that's really funny to joke about. That's edgy. That's cool to do. See, I kind of see it from this way. Um, He kind of, like, when did PewDiePie even blow up originally? How many years ago? Like around 2012. Well, 2012. like five, about five years, years, all right. So think about it. When he was starting out, his audience may have been, like, 12, 13. Mm -hmm. But... He's kind of like his content has actually like aged up with his last audience. It's true. So whereas it may seem inappropriate to younger audiences, if you think of it in a long way, it's almost uh, his content now matches the, I guess, I wouldn't say maturity level, but it kind of is of like the 18, 20, 17-year-old base. Just understand it more, you think? Yes. Like, yeah, at least you like get the humor. Yeah, that's than... that's what he specifically said in a Tumblr post, too. Um, he said, I know my audience understands that um, he's not attacking Jewish people, and that is why they come to my channel. Like, that that's his brand of humor. That's not him having a personal belief yeah. in anything anti-Semitic. I think that's that can go with a lot of things, like even personally. You can make a joke about something because you heard it from someone else, but it may not necessarily be you. I mean, after all, he is he is still a person, even though he's big and up top and famous. I mean, like, he's still a person no matter how far the joke went. Yeah. So. I can tell you that as a Jew, I was pretty mad about it, but mostly just because I felt kind of betrayed because... I used to, at one point, say that PewDiePie was my favorite YouTuber. Like, I loved him in high school. And sometime around, like, 2015, I kind of got bored. I don't know if it was maybe, like, I'm in college now. I'm too old for this. Like, I don't know. But um, I just sort of fell off the map with him. Just And I watched, like, an occasional video or two. Um, but then the whole thing just happened. I mean, I unsubscribed before the media even really got to it. Like, I saw the his apology video about it, and I was like, mm, I don't really like your content anymore anyways, yeah. so I'm just going to unsubscribe. That was just, and I know, like, there are, there have been other Jewish people who have been like, oh, I'm not offended, but. Right, know. that that was the big thing, too, is that a lot of people were like, well, this can't be offensive because a Jew has said that it's not offensive. <laughs> um, it was, uh, I forget his actual name, Ethan but Klein. Ethan Klein from H3H3. Mm-hmm. He made a video essentially supporting him and being like, everyone's blowing this out of proportion. And he like had a conversation with like his parents and they were like, oh, you like, that's so terrible of him. And it's like, mom, dad, it's a joke. I don't think he's anti-Semitic. I know him, he's not. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can definitely see that. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be offensive to someone. It was obviously a joke that was taken way too far. But, yeah, I mean, at a certain point you have to realize, like, he's not actually anti-Semitic. He's not someone that's, like, directly going out in every video and trying to attack Jews. Right. You just don't see that. And, like, he's made, like, jokes and metaphors in the past of, like, Hitler youth and, you know, all that. Right. But, I mean, he wasn't, like, directly saying every video like all right 
I don't like Jewish people. You know, yeah, I'm anti-Semitic. That's how he starts. That's his yeah, new like that's his theme. That's his intros. Of, like, I'm anti-Semitic, and he just keeps going. No, like, right. I I just think that is unfair to immediately label someone as anti-Semitic over some jokes and then one that just went too far. Right. And that's kind of where I've kind of like I didn't necessarily lose respect, but I was getting deeply irritated by these uh, publications. They just blanket like statement just all like he is a Nazi. It's like there's no like debating about it and if you defend him you're a Nazi as well and I'm like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. hold yeah. up a minute. It was very divided. Um, yeah. It was one or the other. That's like and that's super unfair. Yeah. And that's where I think even he said it came from. It's like you have these publications that are, like, confusing the thing. It's like people read that. They don't look into the context. They're just like, oh, PewDiePie's a Nazi now. Okay. <laughs> it's all about the all about the clicks and the titles. Right. Even, like... The Nazi click. Even in, like, <laughs> one video, he went to go look up one of the articles. I, was it from New York Times or Wall Street Journal? The Wall Street Good. Journal. And yeah. Yeah, he actually went to go click on it, and you had to pay to see the article. Yeah. Which was super unfair because now you only saw the title of like PewDiePie's anti-Semitic and he's like you can't just throw that out there without context and then not let me read the article right it's like <laughs> bruh it, yeah and it reached a lot mm-hmm. of people like I got a text message from my mom who <laughs> she is so far removed uh, god bless her <laughs> but she is so far removed from <laughs> YouTube culture that she was just like who is do you know who this is <laughs> I was like, do you know them? Yes, mom. Personally, kinda, I once tried to show cool. you his videos. You didn't like him. That's kind of cool, though. I guess you don't now either. At a certain point, like even someone as far detached from YouTube got to see that. I mean, not in like the aspect of like that's cool that she found PewDiePie's <laughs> labeled anti-Semitic, but right. like someone that is so far detached from like what we do, as in like media, and yeah. we all watch YouTube a lot and are interacting with it. That like. She still got the news, which is cool and crazy. Yeah. And it's just bad that it happened to be that news. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's the thing, too, is that some people have been like, well, obviously his videos lately have been, been so inflammatory. People are going to click on that because people are going to be like, oh, this offends me. Yeah. And get angry and, like, hate watch the video, <laughs> um, as one does. But yes. uh, I guess then the concern is where there's people who are not angry about it but are rather bolstered by it and are like yes i agree with this too indeed death to all jews because that's been kind of the thing that whereas pewdiepie is not an actual nazi people who claim to be actual nazis have been like oh he gets it um there was an article i'm not like the site it's like a neo-nazi site i went to it on the Wayback machine so i'd never actually have to go to the site (laughs) itself Um, (laughs) But essentially it said in the article about this video that uh, he could be doing all this only to cause a stir, uh, like stir things up and get free publicity. Um, Ultimately, it doesn't matter since the effect is the same. It normalizes Nazism and marginalizes our enemies, uh, our enemies being Jewish people. Um, But PewDiePie himself has said, as laughable as it is to believe I might actually endorse these people, uh, to anyone unsure on my standpoint regarding hate-based groups, no, I don't support these people in any way. But they're still supporting so him and using his image. With that argument, it's kind of almost unfair to him because he cannot help who has kind of or like taken up. It's like, oh, he's on our side. It's like, no, I'm not. It's like, well, you, you did this. Um, to make even a point, that website uh, at the time they had like PewDiePie in their like header. So like first time you go to the website, you see like him. And they're like PewDiePie's number one fan. Uh, to kind of like make a point, he said like hypothetically, if this like if these people were 
um, if, if I'm a Nazi because of this, what's to stop from them from putting someone else up there? Now they're a Nazi. And so, for example, uh, he changed it um, after hearing Peter Bai do it. Just I don't think makes it's weird um it was the wall street journal so it's like they had that they had like the logo on this website and it says the wall street journal's number one fan by that logic just because you see that on there does that make the wall street journal like a neo-nazi endorsed thing i, I remember that argument it was a uh, it was pretty fair play at that point yeah because it was like you're going to go out of your way to smear me and then he also found like one of their writers that sent out some pretty horrible tweets mm-hmm. at some people, like very racist, very they low. They were anti-Semitic in nature as mm-hmm. well. Yes, they were low. I mean, this was not to be said on the internet or in public. And he was like, here you go. This is in the world now. You all can see this too. And he's like, by that logic, should he get fired and removed from his label? I guess I guess my thing is not as much um, the association but the normalization of like joking about nazis and joking about killing jews it's definitely not cool <laughs> and i see that point but also like and it's not a defense but also like if you're going to say that then it's also an issue when you have people normalizing nazis by calling everyone a nazi in a sense that if everyone if everyone's a nazi then Right. Nobody is. Um, because that's the issue when you have people. Everyone's it's like special. No one will be. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that, but yeah. <laughs> um, and that's kind of like, a, and that's like an issue I see. It's like everyone blanketly just states if you like, disagree with someone or like you make a very off color joke, you label them already as anti Semitic. You label them as a Nazi, even though they're not. And then if you see a bunch of people like that, it's like calling someone a Nazi doesn't have the same kick as it did like 30 years ago. Right. It really should still, it but should, it doesn't. It should, but now it doesn't anymore because everyone's calling everyone a Nazi. I guess And now. so that almost, it, it's kind of like an equal thing is people are normalizing humor, but then you have also people normalizing it by making the, calling someone that way. Yeah. It yeah. Maybe, doesn't have the hit anymore. But what about the definition behind it, normalizing that. It's like, oh yeah, some people just really dislike a different group of people and believe that they should be gone from this world. That's fine, that's normal. I think it's like, I guess our, like our, the same style or like the same, like pack a punch if you, to insult someone. Like like you said, 30 years ago, you call someone a Nazi. It's like, oh my gosh, Whoa. yeah. Nowadays you call, you call someone a terrorist Mm-hmm. And that has as big of an effect because that's our current opposition rather than 30 years ago, even though it was still way before that. It was like it was still almost recent enough that it was like, well, that's not cool. There was enough people with a living memory yeah. of like fighting actual Nazis. And there's still people with a living memory of the Holocaust. Yeah. It's just um, really old and people don't care about old people. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's actually the harsh truth. That's actually, yeah. yeah. But it's like nowadays... If you call someone a terrorist, that's like the same, like, blow to someone. It's like, whoa, that's that's not okay. You can't call me that. That has like real effects. Right. Where I mean, obviously, someone that's a Nazi, like actually a Nazi or a neo-Nazi nowadays, is still a problem. But it's like you call someone a Nazi, and it's like, oh, well, that was that was just a joke. I know we use like grammar Nazi. All I yeah. say grammar Nazi. Right. Yeah. Like, you, got, you got grammar Nazi. You got feminazi. Just that's just like it's. These things should not be equated so like, to each it's other. It's like the vernacular of the English language that it's like it doesn't have that hit anymore. Yeah. Right. We we have a problem within the English language, and we have a problem with 
how these things are being dealt with in the media. Like when someone messes up and they're on that big uh, platform because of having the biggest YouTube audience ever, mm. um, it's going to be really widely publicized. And whether or not that's fair, that's that's just what's going to happen either way. Life's not fair. But at the same time, part of me is like, what did he expect to happen? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely see that side. It's like you can't make that joke and not expect some some backlash on it. Yeah. I think he did, but not to like the extent of like him losing all of his like labels and his own company and his network. Like I don't think he expected that cuz he even said like Wall Street Journal like basically cornered them for having the chance to talk to him mm-hmm. and being like, "Hey man, probably shouldn't have done that." And then like basically just cornered him and was like, "All right, you have to leave this person otherwise you support being yeah, a Nazi or I d- being anti-Semitic. I don't like where a bunch of YouTubers then are being asked. It's like, well, where do you stand on the issue? If you're on his side, then that means that you support Nazism. And it's like, that's yeah. not what that means. Yeah, and suddenly all of the Let's Player YouTubers, Markiplier, um, Jacksepticeye, they all started like coming out with their own, let's talk about this yeah. video. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them got some backlash for it. Yeah, yeah. which but, is crazy. Yeah. To the point, even like Jacksepticeye, even like he went back and said like what I said previously, I took it out. Um, I don't really feel that way. It was like a spur of the moment thing. I actually like Felix. Like he's a friend of mine. And I was kind of unfair. <laughs> yeah, because I heard you did kind of like step away from it. Yeah. He was like, mm. It's no one's to blame for being upset about this, but when you take that a step further and you do, like, the compilations or, like, put things way out of perspective, then that's more on you. But my feelings about this whole situation overall is that this was on Felix, that he did this, and, yeah, this is what's going to happen when you have that big of a subscriber base. Yeah. Um... Maybe it's, I don't think it's fair for this to like keep going on, like we're talking about it right now. Um, But it is an issue and it's become much more prominent lately that uh, these people with such big audience spaces, they feel, I feel like they're kind of- Untouchable. Untouchable. Uh, And it kind of shows because even then, like even in the past, you'll see like a YouTuber with very few exceptions, they'll have some sort of mini controversy the sure the uh, subscribers will dip down, but then they they get them back. Fine um, bros. Fine bros, exactly. Mm. Um, everyone's kind of like the only time it's like when they fade from obscurity is when people are just tired of their content. It's not due to a controversy. Right. It's just, eh, we're just bored with you. Yeah. And that's something I don't think PewDiePie is going to do because, as we said, he evolves with what his audience demands and wants. So he'll he'll still be here. Oh yeah, I definitely think so. I want there to be consequences and I guess there already was with what has happened and especially with the Disney maker deal um, there's no necessarily figures out telling like how much this will affect him but that's what happened that's what you kind of get for making that video um, I don't want much of a punishment honestly if you yeah think about it really it. isn't is like the I said thing. making the point he may have lost that network but there you know there's another one right behind him that's like hey we'll pick it up yeah and, um, how much control does YouTube have over him in that aspect too because they also backed away because the youtube red series is over yeah which i mean that sucks for a lot of reasons but mostly because there's a lot of people who are on production Mm -hmm. we're now out of jobs it it hurts them more than it hurts felix Felix. yeah which makes me more like there should be more consequences because you've cost other people their jobs and he didn't 
in, in regards because well, technically you could say he could but it wasn't him that's like hey sorry I gotta cancel it yeah and it's where does that even fall up I guess then to? what what would happen then if he did this and made this video and then everyone was like Disney you're still supporting him are you yeah. saying that yeah. you're can you blame it's a double edged sword yeah I don't think you can blame Disney like um, especially that, since, it was their own well, fault for hiring someone yeah. like him though that, like, that was like not, their only back out he's, he's you can't put the Mickey Mouse ears on PewDiePie you can't do it <laughs> you can't do it <laughs> you can and try then, but you can't and then when they're posed with the question, well, he said something that we definitely don't want to convey because, you know, everybody loves to bring up how Walt Disney was anti-Semitic. So they're yeah. like, we want to get away from that. So yeah. we got to drop him. Like, they didn't really have a choice. Um, basically, Disney had two options. They had, like, it was basically the easy way of just dropping him. But then they also had the option of, like, you see the trends of, like, how controversies blow up. Um, Felix could. They could have kept him on. Um they would have had to deal with like the consequences of like people like why'd you keep him on don't you disagree with what he says but like disney like other businesses it's a very common practice it seems anymore is like you just ignore it it blows over it goes away and then life goes on mm-hmm. they're not gonna lose any money but Mm-mm. disney did take a stand they yeah. just like sorry this it's what you used to be it worked for us but now it doesn't so which I do feel like was smart on their part, especially because I totally forgot about the whole Walt Disney being anti-Semitic oh, thing. Oh, yes. But that's totally yeah. a thing. People yeah. never let you forget about no. it. No. You will never forget. No. Remember when Disney made Song of the South? Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> With such classic songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sing-alongs, right, guys? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Even have a ride based off that in Disney World. Oh, my gosh. I've always found that amusing. Do they really? Guys. They want to distance themselves from that movie, but they keep like the Splash Mountain ride, which is based off that. Oh my god! Nobody knows that though. No well, one. Well, now people will know <laughs> now, that. Now we forever they will be out. scarred by Splash We're Mountain. We're gonna get dropped by Disney, Dalton. Thanks a lot. We're gonna get dropped by <laughs> UML for yeah. talking about Disney. Oh my gosh! We're yes, every Disney owns everything, including Ball State. That There's, is Disney where does we own are everything. I mean, it's pretty much like one step closer. <laughs> we're already we're already partially there. We're already there. But you know where we're at now? So Do tell. We're at what's going on with John Tron. Oh, that's the latest thing, what, right? <laughs> yeah, so this all went down. May he rest in peace. <laughs> last Sunday. Ripperoni. Um that yeah, last Sunday. I forget what day that was exactly, but uh essentially there was that tweet that you might have noticed making national headlines by um a senator from Iowa, I believe. His name is Steve King. Essentially, he said, uh, we can't restore our civilization with someone else's babies, which, uh, translation, that's endorsing the idea of nations being a singularly ethnic state. Nationalism. So, nationalism. Yeah. All white people. Whoops. <laughs> um, yeah. We will never know if that's exactly what he meant, but I think he did, especially because of the way he defended himself in later interviews and was like, well, yes, obviously this is what I meant, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so John Tron tweeted then that everyone getting mad about that was wrong and that they were essentially calling him a Nazi. Literally, the word Nazi was used in the tweet. So that's the overall theme that we have here for this episode, unfortunately. Don't make it the thumbnail. Um, No, (laughs) that will not be the thumbnail. (laughs) But so, and and then from this, uh, 
JonTron did a debate with a league streamer named Destiny. Destiny has done like different controversial kind of debate dealios before. Uh, I think we on the Coven talked about him during our talk about female streamers because he was kind of um, on the defense for uh, CaseyTron, who is known for being more like the stereotypical like female streamer where there's a giant boob window instead of a face cam. And then a small gameplay screen. And the small gameplay screen. But uh, I can't see it without my glasses. So this was a two-hour debate. Yes. This oh. was long. Yeah. I didn't ask anyone to watch the whole of it, but I watched whew. clips because I actually was whew. watching a bunch of videos that covered this from like different perspectives on different sides, and that was interesting unto itself. Yeah. So the thing that kind of went viral wasn't so much the video, but some choice quotes from our dear friend JonTron, who mm. we should preface this with JonTron's not seemed well lately he used to make content that that was good yeah oh. personally i really enjoyed it to give you a quote that basically was like a perfect metaphor for what these quotes were it seemed like and this is like just from everybody even like the sides that were on the more like conservative side of things was it seemed like john tron during this debate just discovered slash poll which is for trans politically incorrect section which is known for being very <laughs> politically incorrect right um <laughs> Uh, and it's like he just discovered it, found all these ideas, and you can know he's not an expert debater, so he didn't know how to like put all these ideas into one like concise and accurate way. It's it's a mess, and it shows. And these quotes, these quotes. <laughs> these so quotes. Uh, yeah, without further ado, we sh- we should like quote. There's really some no context needed. Like, and I'm like a big person for context, but like right. these are taken with direct context. This is this is these are just things that he said. Um, so, and this was over a two-hour span, so there was a lot of quotes, but mm-hmm. uh, the ones that have... Really stand out. Really, really stand out. Favorite one, personally. Wealthy blacks commit more crimes <laughs> than poor whites. That's a fact. Well, what a quote that is. <laughs> hmm. Now, is this, uh, is this in like regards the poor to that, quotes from in State in Farm? No, like if, if I'll play these back, so... John Trout, I loved you! Not necessarily a defense into this, but apparently... Um, it's one of those, like, there was a statistic ran out years ago, and it's often used up, and that's where he discovered this thing, is there's another YouTuber, he's very uh, conservative, I think his name's, like, Stephen Molyneux or something like that. He throws that, like, statistic out all the time. Um, thing about statistics, though, is you can... You can make them, them into anything. look anyone however they want it to. Anyone can make a statistic. So, do you know 100% of people who drink water die? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's where facts. it goes, like, where I go back to the sense. Like, when John Tron, it seems like he found all these facts and was just spouting them off without really even knowing, like, anything about them. Yeah. There was, Ignorance is not bliss. Uh, there, there being whites are not being killed, they're being displaced. You are the same guy who says that Europeans displace Native Americans, but apparently when other people do it to white Americans, it's okay because F white people. Yeah, and that's, and knowing where that comes from, it's from that whole side where everyone is like convinced that like white genocide <laughs> is a thing, and I'm like, what? <laughs> that's, that's, um, it's back yeah. to nationalism where um, even though like the United States was never based on one race, there's like a subsection which things like you know we were all like Anglo-Saxon Europeans. I'm like, but really no. were we? <laughs> but nah. I think John Tron needs a timeout. I think he needs to go to his room to oh. think about what he did. We're not even oh, done, mom. <laughs> yeah, no. Because uh, the thing was is that he he was trying to argue in support of the senator's tweet about mm-hmm. uh, it's better to have a single. Uh, 
ethnic demographic in a country than it is to have a bunch of different ones, as we do in America, arguably more than anywhere else. Um, What was most interesting to me was the argument about Japan. Yes. Because Japan is very homogenous. There's very xenophobic to the point. Very xenophobic. Years ago, closed off their borders to anyone. Yeah. hugely xenophobic as much as i personally love japan and love to go there i know i'm going to face discrimination for being a white person Mm. i'm going to be like oh white person but uh in the same accent that you just did too no (laughs) 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 that was post lunch accent sorry about that but uh i i realized that but the thing is is that he was then saying well japan is like this japan uh because Japan is like this, Japan has no crime. Japan has very little crime. How many terrorists do you see attack Japan? Ha- yeah. Uh, Probably because they're, the they're pretty much turned into like Switzerland. They can't really have an army. They so can't they have just, an army. They just chill uh, and, and guns no, are banned. Guns are banned entirely. Yeah. If you want a rifle in a rural area specifically, there's a really rigorous way of going about it that you get tested mentally, physically. You have to update those papers uh, mm. every so often, and you can't buy ammo. So you can have the gun without the ammo. It's like a cool prop you put on your wall. Yeah. Man. You can have swords either, despite popular belief. Really? Yes. You'd think swords, you know, I mean, I hate to overgeneralize, but, you know, anime. This Pe- is this is based are, on a 400-year-old of... rule in order to prevent... Uh, samurais from uprising and overthrowing the emperor. Oh, so they have some history <laughs> with that. So that's but, uh, obviously still a current issue. Essentially, <laughs> means with their swords. <laughs> <But> <laughs> we can't have rifles, but we can have katanas. No, you can't have that either. <laughs> you just see like a group of like people, angry civilians, overrunning the government with a bunch of katanas. Right, it's gonna happen. It's a problem one day. Problems, but. Japan doesn't have problems, no. and that's because they're they oh, they're don't perfect. Have, there's they're nothing perfect. wrong. With no, no, there's nothing no wrong problems. with Japan. No nuclear radiation. And it's because there's only one race there, the Japanese race. So if we put that into an American sense, we should definitely be against immigration as a whole. Because uh. when you bring in more races, that ruins. Peace. Boy, in, this is a heavy, according to this is a yeah. heavy topic. Knowing, like now, where John was trying to come from into this, I can I don't necessarily agree with it, but I can see what his argument was being is, um, why not put our people above everybody else if it's our country? And that's what goes back to nationalism. Yep. There's a big upsurge globally of just nationalism which is how we got like world war one and stuff but uh that's irrelevant yeah it's irrelevant um but things happen in (laughs) cycles you know it's like hey what happened almost 100 years ago you know i've never understood the phrase history repeats itself until you see it happen before your eyes until here we are until it comes back (laughs) i mean oh i'm a big fan i'm a big fan of the whole like theory of like everything happens in cycles and it happens yeah Yeah. i mean you have to look at it as like we may not have a world war ii but we we have a lot of people Can't fighting. In, we have a lot of people fighting in the Middle East with a lot of allies also fighting. So it's not necessarily a world war, but in a sense, it's a pretty big one. I mean, we're, I don't think, unless something really hits the fan, I don't think we're ever going to get to like a world war again. I hope not. At least I never yeah, want to see that. The Pol- issue, yeah, the issue that's coming from right now is like the big political divide, and it's even showing now is you have two sides where it's not even like Democratic or Republic. You have a nationalist side and they have a globalist side. 
right now the nationalists are actually winning out with how everything's sort of divided politically. Um, that may change in the future, but like uh, France is going towards a national route. Um, a lot of European countries are going towards a national r- nationalist route. <laughs> and John even kind of like alluded to that in his uh, part of the uh, that stream where he was making the point along the lines of like you don't really see a lot of people uh, covering all these like riots and stuff that happen in Europe. I personally don't see them, but who knows? But according to him, there's like riots that are like uprising against all these like uh, immigrants going into the mm-hmm. countries and stuff. Uh, predominantly, I think he said in Germany, which I don't live in Germany. I don't see yeah. those things, yeah. so who uh, knows? I mean, I know that was – I don't know necessarily now, but it was a big problem with immigration. Um, was it Syria? I hate to be that guy. That's yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to not Syria be politically. Syria is the issue here. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to not be. That's the, one of the. That's one of the major. Uh, yeah, I mean that just. I don't want to be the guy that supports either side. I want to stay, you know, unbiased. It's almost like you have to look after your people first. It's almost like the motherhood aspect. You look after your babies, and then you go to everyone else. That's but the nationalist like, side. Yeah, yeah like, and that's yeah. like the nationalist side. But then, but like, it's like, but you also want the, you know, you want to. We're all, we're all humans. We all want to help each other, and it's like, to a certain sense, they just want to do what's best for their country, and they want to be the nice guy and let them in. And then if all this stuff starts happening, they're like, I have to protect my babies. Right. It's but a slippery it's like, slope. It's a slippery slope. There's no, and there's almost no way to win. It's like, it's just a bad side because you can't say no. No one's allowed in because then you look then you really come bad. Off selfish. Yeah. Then it's like. Now you are the bad guy, mm-hmm. but you also can't be like, everyone come in, and if all this crime happens, ah, it's fine. And I think that's where John comes from. He just voiced it terribly. Yeah, you, yeah. It's like you can understand, but you also can't you can't say you can't say it how you do. <laughs> yeah. You have to he's you have to be a little more I guess empathetic keep, about it. Yeah, he keeps bringing up race as a part of it. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. where you are from nationally, like globally, but uh, well, he's been in the putting interview, it uh, in that stream he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking like he made a statement later on that kind of like corrected a lot of things. And I think he went back and said it's more of like uh, where they're from, region based issue. Um, more specifically, I think when he hit the argument for closing off immigration from like Middle Eastern countries is you have totally two separate societies you have western culture and then you have the middle eastern culture um they're almost polar opposites in regards to some instances um and so like if you come over how does that mesh will there be like that conflict there that eventually arises from it right um which is something we talked about on the last episode of the coven a little bit mm -hmm. um but then the thing is is that why should we have the expectation that no one can adapt to each other not so much as like oh this is going to be the rules now it's going to be adapted to suit uh what immigrants expected from their countries coming into this one whereas it really arguably has always been that immigrants very much have to adapt to american society otherwise you're you're not going to get anywhere because you know we're going to have people with the same attitude as we're in America speak american mm-hmm. that kind of <laughs> yeah, thing yeah i always like it's not english you can't speak english speak american it's different it is it absolutely is uh, I think we're definitely just, different from english over in the uk and i think that just stems from like the whole like terrorist fear it's like when 911 happened it was almost like an innocence lost type moment where like everybody in the past was like yeah okay immigrants we've always been known to be that then an attack like that happens and people are like whoa 
Right. How can we trust anybody anymore? And that's and now it's like I don't know how many years. See math here. Almost it's I don't know. It's a little under twenty years later. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think 16, it is twenty. 16, Wait, we're 16, getting there, like 16, a couple 16, years, three years. 16. How old are we all? Seventeen. Seventeen. It's coming to seventeenth anniversary of that. I think a big part of like the divide we're seeing right now is actually people who remember nine eleven and people who don't. Like, mm-hmm. I I know so. Daily Dalton and me were five or six. I don't remember the events like happening in real time, but I was old enough to know like what happened. Um, after years yeah. after. Okay, I remember because watching. On I TV. don't remember it at all. Um, I remember like my dad trying to talk to it about me, but I always ignore whatever. Whenever my dad tries what? to talk to me, so I don't remember it. Tyler, you were I like was three. three so, yeah, so and he, my dad had to explain it to me like years later. Yeah, I mean it was always a thing that was brought up because like my dad was a firefighter, mm-hmm. so it was like it was one of those things like it happened every year for the anniversary, and it was like kind of like a solemn day, mm-hmm. which it's supposed to be out of the respect for all the people. Mm-hmm. And it was, but yeah, it was like yeah, I was in, way too young to know it. Tyler, mm-hmm. you're a freshman, but in two more years, fresh the freshmen will, they will be zero. They will not have been alive for that. Yeah, so it's crazy. like. So there, so, so much of the big divide is people who are like, oh, well, 9-11, what happened was so terrible. But then we're here and we're like, yeah, it was terrible, but like we got to move past it, you know? The whole, the attitude of never forget versus like, does that also mean never forgive or never? I don't even know because part of the thing is that a lot of the backlash that's happening against like, especially people from Syria they would have had nothing to do with that ever. It's an yeah. entirely different part, but the Middle East all gets kind of lumped together as it's a single. It's hard to forget for the simple fact that it's always thrust back again, and it's always used like when there's ever another tragedy, it's always brought up again. So like when you have all of these like shootings, and it just happens to be that the shooter was of like an Arabic or Muslim, like or was Muslim, um, it's just like oh, oh, see, we're not done. And I'm yeah. like, but it, it there's no there's one, no correlation. Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, they're from they have like the same skin color. Yeah. yeah. It was and just a couple extremist action. It's, mm-hmm. it's and like, now everyone's general. It's ruined it for everybody. Yeah. yeah. It's like the thought of not all terrorists are Muslims, but all Muslim or no, the other not, not all, all Muslims, Muslims are terrorists, but all terrorists are Muslims. It's like that thought that process. Mindset right. is like ingrained heavily, especially in like conservative sides who are, are, and they're typically nationalists, it's like they're looking out for themselves. They see anything that's not like them a threat. And that's kind of... Unfortunately, it's Um, everywhere. I think John even said something along, it's like almost like modern day tribalism. Yeah, he specifically used the word tribalism in his My Statement video. That was his response to the the stream that he did with Destiny. Because... uh, he was right it was a very long stream and it was like in the night so he did say that a lot of things that he said were just very Probably jumbled. in the moment as well <laughs> in the moment heat of the moment he specifically used that word but uh part of the thing is though is that he still said those things and i almost feel like his my statement video was arguably trying to save face it was trying to save face, but arguably it kind of dug him deeper in, mm-hmm. um, specifically because he kind of turned the argument less into an immigration situation and more of a reverse racism dealio, saying that uh, white people are increasingly discriminated against, and yes, that's racism. But where I'm coming from is that reverse racism, meaning racism against white people, isn't a thing because we have 
an institution behind us that supports us and we have that those privileges whereas uh people minorities don't have that and honestly that's even like an issue i've even had like conflict with myself about like where i stand on a lot of issues i don't necessarily stand by like reverse racism being like in like the traditional definition like sense um i do see it where it's coming from is like if you do have people saying racist things about white people not like being like the old institution things if you're saying if you're singling out somebody else because of the, like the color of their skin that's where i see things as being like racist not being like the whole privilege thing but that's where i come from and how i see it i see it both ways but like you only have one word and like the english language is a pain because of that it's like you don't have a word for that so like where john was coming from along the lines of of like to say uh like a black person singled out a group of white people and was saying some terrible stuff you see that a lot on twitter sometimes even too Mm -hmm. in the traditional sense it's not racist but it is it's discriminatory it's discriminatory but racism is defined by there's an institution behind it there's a Um, societal benefit to white people versus there's no societal benefits at the moment for people of color Um, and i think where it's coming from is people see the word racism and they attribute it to that um, because it's thrown out so many times before and like it since the English language is ever evolving people now just lump that in with that like that definition in with that word right so yeah but it's not yeah, yeah. right and to I think that's that. where John is coming from where it's like uh, racism wasn't the right word but it's discrimination yeah he he definitely sees an attack on white people and yeah. I think that a lot of people especially uh, nationalists are seeing that mm-hmm. because we're moving toward um, steadily, very slowly, but steadily, we're moving toward equality for people of color. But oftentimes, when you move toward equality, that is perceived as things being taken away mm-hmm. from the side that has more privilege. So, like, this often happened with uh, initial feminist movements, mm-hmm. where it was like, well, if you're letting women out of the house, then they're going to take our jobs. They're taking something away from us. But it's like, no. There's still jobs. There's still more. It's like there has to be a compromise. Just because it's equality doesn't mean there's not going to be compromise. It's not like you're not going to lose everything. Obviously, like America wants to be the country that like lets everyone in. It's like this is your home too. Come in legally, and then it's yeah. like. But we also are like, but don't. But don't. Because this is yeah. our place, we and we're really scared. Need to stop saying that. That we're like this melting pot. If there's so many people against that yeah it's like we want a melting pot but we're scared of it that's to say america always was in a way but also like it's the evolution of how things have become um the united states is by all means a very very young country yeah and saying something we've always done it for 200 years doesn't mean nothing when you think about like cycles of like how other countries have come to be and like 200 years is a big change and a lot of like mentalities change over time and I feel, and you're seeing it now um, whereas our country and for various different issues it's not just one thing um, they're just wanting to close ourselves off whether it be through safety or because kind of, like the citizens feel threatened for their livelihood yeah and that was that? like that was like the travel ban that even right. happened recently yeah. where it's like Trump wanted this travel ban from certain countries because those were like 
in quotes are problem children. But they were, were. But they but they weren't in total. Yeah. Like it's not like everyone over there is an evil person. Plenty of people travel yeah. to the Middle East and they have a great time and they learn great things about their culture and experience it and love it. But it's like he did that in a way is like, okay, we are scared of these people and these countries, so it's like in a nationalist perspective, let's like protect ourselves, but it's like you almost can't do that because then obviously there was a huge backlash about it and it's like well you can't just single everyone out yeah like that because it was it was not so much a travel ban as it was arguably a muslim ban. yeah which was like and that's the thing yeah like targeted like only muslim countries whereas like if we would have been like okay germany can't come here and neither can afghanistan then it would have been like well that's kind of weird that's but very I guess, specific but I, yeah. but I guess it's like but then we would have been like okay it's general rather than like just muslim countries so it's like it's like the fear of it it's it's that modern uh cynicism yeah it's, people are just very untrusting anymore mm-hmm. yeah. compared to way in the past you look no back one. in the 70s you could like that was leave like your, the age of peace and love. Yeah, you, yeah, could, you, like, yeah. you, you could, could leave your door, door unlocked. <laughs> you could just everything. I know, right? Everyone you could leave like, your door unlocked and go have a It wasn't a big issue. Everyone was great. There was everyone no was issues high. except like Vietnam. That's why we <laughs> left our doors unlocked. Yeah, <laughs> we all forgot to. Yeah, but it's like again, being the post nine eleven that we are, no one trusts anyone anymore. Yeah. And um, it, and it shows you have those people who are always in they see they they live like it's like they never got they never forgave they they still for uh they still remember it and it shows because it's like it's almost like split almost 50 50 anymore on Mm -hmm. people feel it's like yes the travel ban do it and then there's other people who are like no we should never like forget where we're how we are where we come from right like we're a country built on like immigrants and stuff like that um now does the band need to be like overhauled? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. The thing is though, too, where race kind of comes into it is that this is happening. Obviously people from the Middle East are overwhelmingly people of color. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that there have been more terrorist attacks, which are quoted as like many casualties. I think it's in over five. In the traditional five. sense of what in a terrorist attack is. Yeah, committed by white men yeah. than anyone else ever ever in america yeah they have but claimed yeah as a white when a white person does that it, it's just a shooting but when like a middle eastern person does it oh even though if it's like shot one person it's right. a terrorist attack it especially was prominent with um the massacre at the mosque in i think it was was it quebec or toronto is one or the other yeah. um but I, yeah, I initially the suspect they were saying was a moroccan man and everyone was saying terrorist 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 and then what happened was they found out that it was um, a white guy from the local college, and they were saying misguided lone wolf yeah. or like college student. They, it, the inflammatory words were gone suddenly, yeah. amazingly. I've noticed that too. Like even like on when you have like your traditional sides of like the media, where you have like a left-leaning media and a right-leaning media, both sides are actually usually hesitant to use the word terrorist yeah. when it comes to certain ways. So if it's a white person, Fox will never call him a terrorist. But if it's, like, one person like that, they will jump on it immediately. Yeah. I, and I guess I have a question for you guys, in a sense. Do you think this is a – I'm trying to think how to word this – a generational thing, as in, like, like you said, here in a couple of years, 
not many people are going to have memory of 9-11 personally. So do you think this is a generational thing that could maybe pass in time where we not nec- not forget, but maybe become more forgiving um, and accepting for our melting pot? I always see things as always, there's always a conflict of generational issues um, because one one generation's values will be totally opposite of the next generation's and you can see it even now it doesn't really affect much with my family because my parents are like only 20 years older than me mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not as big as a gap it's like say if my parents were like 60 something mm-hmm. um so like, and, th- and there's always like a generational difference because they all come from different that went through that like free love phase or their pair their parents probably would have had people who were always like but when the cold war was going on and you had like yeah. everyone was like communist like yeah. that would never fly yeah. yeah um it's almost like a counterculture um in the 80s you had a very conservative government whereas in the 90s you had obama liberal things kind of go back and forth and these ideas change when people because i don't necessarily believe what my parents believe and then if i ever have kids they'll probably have total op- opposite what i wanted to bring to that the rebellious table. phase mm-hmm. yeah that's what i want to bring to the table too is like not all of us think exactly like our parents mm-hmm. and like yeah. yeah we were brought up by them and we'll probably have some of the same ideals and maybe some morals but it's like eventually we all become adults and we have our own thoughts about the world yeah. and even if it's other opinions of other people's opinions that's just us with my family it's a little different because a my parents are in their 60s and 70s they're pretty old are you from a mixed where it's like different uh like alignments and all yeah, that. Yeah, but also because like, well, my dad has always been really conservative, uh, um, and I've so I've always trusted my mom to like have my back. I'm like, oh my god, my dad said something really stupid again, and then God, I hope my parents don't listen to this one. <laughs> uh, mom and dad don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> and um, and then it, uh, it, my mom is on my side, and she's like, yeah, like I agree with you. But when it comes to like Muslims and like the travel ban and everything, um because we're jewish it's a little different because um in the quran it's the quran's not they don't say a lot of nice things about jews in the quran um and so my mom is actually kind of on the travel ban side of things which it surprises me but she's like don't you know what they say about jews and but like that's like that's not like that's not what everyone thinks anymore you know yeah like that's like with the Bible, there's yeah. parts where it says to, like, if someone steals something, you're cutting off their hand. Or, like, if an a woman... An eye for you, literally. Yeah, if you <laughs> hang out with a yeah. woman who's on her period, then you stone her because that's unclean. Yeah. Those are all things that are in the Bible. Yeah. And even though America is, I don't want to say overwhelmingly, but especially on the conservative side, often Christian, oh, yes. no one's say, pushing that. Oh. No one's like, Christians believe that yeah. because logic. Yeah, so it's, it's a little <laughs> different thrown. where it comes from me. But, like, I, per- I mean, I see things really differently from my parents, which has kind of surprised me. Not with my dad, with my mom. I see things differently <laughs> from her, which is surprising. Yeah, that'll be something that happens in the future because, like, uh, in our current generation, there's very less religious people. And if you take into consideration where a lot of people have that religious bias, it's like, you're not like me, I don't trust you. Um, that'll go away at some point. Yeah. But it won't now because, you know, we're only 20-something. Right. <laughs> it's it's going to take a while. but um, It's kind of like you didn't start the fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was always burning. That was like my stepdad brought that up. Because, like, him and I will... I try not to get 
too political with my parents because they're very set in their ways. And Same. I'm, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm more or less like, meh, about it. I mean, yeah, it obviously directly affects me, but at the same time, it's like I can pretty much go on with yeah. my day and not have to be all political. And it, But, it, like, religion-wise, <laughs> I brought that up, and my stepdad's like, well, you're just young, you know. And I was yeah, like, so I get that a lot. I was like, so you're, you're saying like, you when I'm old and I'm dying, I'm going to look for religion because I want to go somewhere. And he was like, maybe. So, I mean, and I was like, I guess if you look at it and like, even like older people joke about it now, like back in college, you know, we didn't do anything religious. And then like finals week is the only time you went to God because <laughs> you prayed that you could pass. Like, hey, haven't spoke Please. to you in a while. But it's like. Like you said, this generation now mm-hmm. is more or less mm-hmm. atheist or just doesn't really connect themselves with Agnostic. anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, will we will we keep that mindset and will it eventually if we keep that mindset I could see it, you know, coming more or less to the acceptance of other religions and other people or will when we get older will we just get set in our ways of Christianity and then just continue right. And it also kind of makes me wonder that, like, you have people like PewDiePie and you also have people like JonTron who are, well, it's more so JonTron, who are voicing these different opinions and people are shutting them down. Uh, What makes me wonder how a younger audience sees that and (laughs) does does a a younger audience see that and then they're like, oh, hey, because, like, one one person I've always watched for years was... uh, Philip DeFranco, who's very centrist and like he looks at mm-hmm. things from various sides, it's kind of like it's. I've almost kind of mimicked that in a way. Whereas, like, I'm very, I'm by all means, I'm like a left leaning centrist. <laughs> um, but I, it's kind of, I relate to that because I've watched him for so many years. So you see people now who are talking more, much more political, but they have a younger audience. It makes you wonder if they'll kind of like uh, rub off on them, rub off them, and see that in that regards. Because there's a lot of yeah. YouTube personalities, uh, commentators right now. That's their big thing. They talk about stuff like this. And YouTube being and YouTube being such a big platform, and it goes from both sides. You have uh, people like uh, Tyler Oakley and General uh, Jenna Marbles talking about being like accepting and all this, and then you have other people, um, kind of like they are more based on like conservatism and. They're like, here's why we believe this, and here are the reasons, and like, here are the facts based off that. You have two different perspectives kind of like vying for an audience attention. Can you actually name any conservative YouTubers? Yes. Um, I can't think of any. It's, you, do you actively look for them? No. That, that's <laughs> why. Um, well, John Tron's now one of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. One of the more infamous ones and the ones I avoid nonstop, you have, you, you have the always lovely Alex Jones. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. He's the extreme. You have people like uh, you have people like Shoe on Head. You have people like uh, I think Armored Skeptic. Um, they're more so like they just they're they really don't have a side. They're centrist as well. They just kind of. It's it's interesting that you said that Jontron is now in the conservative camp because in a Breitbart interview mm-hmm. he said that he disagrees with his being labeled conservative and says he uh, may not see it that way yeah but, but like he is. where his thoughts they he may be a centrist but he's a right-leaning centrist um and I've seen that with a lot of his stuff um and it's kind of things that he said like he was originally based out in LA 
mm-hmm. a very very liberal city mm-hmm. um there were he had multiple times he left game grumps because he just couldn't stand being in la and that culture so he moved back to new york um la is very liberal it'd probably make a very liberal person turn conservative <laughs> i've heard that from multiple yeah. people <laughs> I know, I know someone that that happened. So, some, that See, happened to I like someone. how that was a whisper at first. Like, oh my god, this happened. <laughs> that, that happened to that, hap- that happened to someone, and I I feel really sorry for him. Oh my, <laughs> oh my. But uh, back around to so younger generations yeah. getting how will they be influenced on. by all this? I've I've read a couple different articles in the wake of the whole John Tron thing. Um, there was one on. Uh, Vice on Waypoint. Um, it was about just comments. Well, yeah, how in the, do uh, in how the... do kids or how do parents deal with? Right, because there was one comment on uh, a previous John Tron article oh, that they then wrote about. Just... <laughs> yeah, comments are just woo. But Talk about it toxic. was talking about. So it said, I recently visited my girlfriend's aunt, uncle, and her nephews. The kids who are only are the only ones in the house who play video games. So I had a pretty good report with them. We're sitting there chatting about stupid little kid stuff. They're like nine and the other one's 11. And they start talking about bashing Jews and laughing about Hitler. I tell them, no, that's obviously not something to joke about. And do they know who Hitler was? And how? who did you hear this from? Yada, yada. And they learned all this stupidity from those dumb blinking uh, YouTube Minecraft streamers and repeat it mindlessly. Uh, they, the kids, obviously have no idea how offensive they were being. We talked about it, and I think, hope, they had a better idea, but to think about how many children are out there learning all this is horrible, and they act like it's normal. YouTubers aren't the first ones to do that, though. Like, South no. Park has been doing that forever, and South Park has <gasps> oh existed gosh. for pretty much as long as we've been alive. I remember in middle school, the word, instead of saying like something like, that's gay, which was the more current issue, a lot of people were saying, like, oh, that's Jewish. And, like, I had had no previous experience (laughs) with Judaism, so it was like, oh, that's what you say when something sucks. That's Jewish. Wow. I don't necessarily remember that ever happening, but... I think that's a Peru That probably is a Peru thing. Shout out, (laughs) (laughs) P-Town. But, I mean, like, that kind of thing has been going on for a while. Like, it's, it's education, hopefully, that sets them right. Hopefully. I mean, being a very skeptical person, I see that. And like, I see so many people lie on the internet. First thing I see, like, yeah, that totally happened. <laughs> right. It's like, I can't really take it. It's like, sure, uh, it's like, yeah, that could very well happen. But also, like, your YouTube comment, like, really? Really? Everything yeah. on the internet's true, don't you know? But I think it's safe to I understand where they're say, coming from. Yeah, but, like, when there's, like, a four-year-old, I'm like... Nine. I think they're... Oh, nine? Nine and okay. eleven. I could see nine more so doing something like that because of the key... Tracing back to my previous experience being a <laughs> young middle schooler, there were people doing saying dumb shit like that all the time. Mm-hmm. Where happens. did they, where did it come from? I don't know because PewDiePie didn't exist when I was in middle school. Right, that it's was... just part of the culture. Like, yeah, yeah, it's going you, to happen. Like did, you learned that that's not an okay thing to say, right? Right. <laughs> if you right. did it, I'd be concerned <laughs> about our friendship. But would we be friends if sometime like, like I stubbed my toe and I was like, oh, that's Jewish. <laughs> there would be some concern there, Dude, right? Dang Peru. That, that's like the if if you get told you can't do something, you want to do it even more. So no, that's like not in this case. No, but like that's the that's like what you said, like you know that's not okay 
and that's something that you're like, well, you know, like being an edgy middle schooler, you just said dumb stuff all the time. Like, you know that's not okay, but it's like you got told no. That was the reason you so said then, it. So then you said it. You either you... looked edgy or you said edgy stuff. Yeah, yeah. there's so, a difference. <laughs> a lot of what's been going on comes down to, like, this, like, ironic edginess. Um, I found one comment I really, really liked about it. Um, the problem is that edgy, ironic humor brings in unironically edgy people. This is what happened on image boards for 4chan. They would act all edgy and offensive because they thought it was funny, but eventually they got actually racist people. Uh, now there's people who, uh, now there's, oh, like the slash poll. Yep. Yeah. Uh, who is always trying to spread their stuff all over other boards. Um, any community that gets its laughs by pretending to be idiots will eventually be flooded by actual idiots who mistakenly believe they're in good company. Yeah, and I can actually attribute to that. Um, basically saying because like there's sometimes I'm like I casually browse 4chan. Um, not necessarily I don't go to like the really bad sections, but election season came around, all you saw was freaking Donald Trump stuff nonstop, and it's like, ugh, stop it. <laughs> It's like everywhere I'm like else, on a cartoon comics forum board, and it's like, ha-ha. I'm like, this has nothing to do with this. But, um, but another Jean Chan quote, Donald Trump has never said anything racist. <laughs> Pulling receipts. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, it seems like it all kind of goes back to where, like, the current political uh, atmosphere is right now. It's very us versus them. Mm-hmm. And... Good things never come out of that. No, that's usually where, like, I don't know, what have we been talking about? The start of World War One, uh, World War Two, World War Two, every war ever. Uh, whatever. <laughs> what comes after two? Uh, yeah, Cold War, um, Nam, 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 Korean, Korea, yeah, Korean War was but another. Oh, um, and that's kind of it's. It it'll be interesting in the next couple of years. It's already interesting now, seeing how things have evolved. Right. Yeah, I think, and I didn't want this particular episode to be, like, we are taking an exact stance on, like, condemning PewDiePie and JonTron. Personally, I'm like, you've lost my subscribe. Yeah. I, you've lost a lot of respect from me, but that doesn't mean I'm like, you are now my enemy. Yeah. I just disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Th- I, but and I, that's perfectly healthy to disagree with someone and not hate them. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to not have them in my sphere. I'm not going to look at their things anymore because I know I'm going to disagree with them. But I think what happens now is that people do the hate watching. They do the hate follows in order to get angry and offended over things. Um, I think it's important to call things out and be like, hey, that's a worrying attitude you got right there. And we need to make sure that this doesn't get normalized, that like neo-Nazism doesn't get normalized, that saying that the blacks are the source of all crime. That should not be normalized in any sense of the word. Yeah. Uh, but. Or at least if but, you're going to make a, such a blanket statement as that, at least have something to back it up and not just say, yeah, it, 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 it's known. It is known. <laughs> Everyone knows it. You know it. I know it. Everyone knows it. <laughs> I'm Don- doing some. Donald Trump's, some, yeah. Donald Trump's work cited. <laughs> I know it. You know it. Everyone knows it. It's yep. going to be huge. It's going to be huge. <laughs> Uh, started putting that in the back of my essays. <laughs> I definitely, like, yeah, when things like this happens, I want more citations. Uh, Please but, make this APA format. But, yeah, I, I guess that's what I wanted out of this episode was that 
um, per I personally, maybe you guys aren't on like their quote unquote side anymore, but there shouldn't be sides to begin with. I'm always on the fence. I'm forever on the fence until like someone takes it a step and then I actually like, oh, no, I fell over to the other side. Yeah. What would it take, do you think, for either one of them to be like, oh, I'm on the other side of please put a fence between me and JonTron slash PewDiePie? So when it comes to like the topics at hand, I will never defend and even John himself doesn't defend half the stuff he said anymore like on the on that stream. Um, I will at some point, like I would probably def start defending him in regards if there was one side and they started maliciously attacking him like with no, with no nothing on their side. No regards. Yeah, no it. regards or they really have no like claims. It's just them being completely malicious. Mm -hmm. um, that's where I get like really peeved off is, and it, again, I almost got to the point who on the uh, Wall Street Journal side it's like okay you know what you're doing is wrong in regards of like showing a zero context you're just trying to make a point you're making a hit piece and I actually ended up almost defending like PewDiePie's side where it's like yes he said some very very ignorant stuff but in the end of the day he's a very mediocre comedian who's an entertainer in all regards mm -hmm. you can't well you can but you shouldn't really judge what a comedian says because in the grand sphere of things it's like they're not really meant to be taken completely seriously sure there'll be those idiots that will take it seriously but they're idiots <laughs> right i would say my stance on it is like if in the i guess in the pewdiepie aspect if he actually started supporting being anti-semitic and being a nazi and you'd have and to have like major balls to come out like a name like yep i'm a nazi yeah you'd have to have, you'd have to have some pretty big kahunas to and uh, iron wall around your house yeah. yeah and an iron wall with a sphere of protectiveness i don't know, activate your wizardry and uh, <laughs> but yeah i would have to say he would have to stand up and say he supports that for me to be like okay no more pewdiepie yeah right but and obviously since he's stood up and said i'm not anti-semitic i do not support these groups i still watch his content and then enjoy it every now and then if i actually like you know the video then it's like all right yeah this is fine i don't look at him as being anti-Semitic or Nazi or his stance on stuff. I try not to look at things politically anyway. I look at a YouTuber for their content that they post, and if I like it, I subscribe to them and I watch it. I mean... I've, I've never been a regular viewer, but I'll watch it every now and then. Yeah, and just, I mean, like, hey, yeah. If I, see thumbnail. It, if I see a video that's a little clickbaity and something that kind of funny title, I'm like, I'll check this out because that's what YouTube is. And then, like, in the JonTron case, I already don't really... I, I already don't watch JonTron. Yeah. He hasn't posted anything in half a year so, anyway. Yeah, for so, anything good. But, but I get I say he regularly posted content every day, like a lot of other big YouTubers. Um, he never even he never even got close to once. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but but no, it's true. Hypoth though. Hypothetically, you know, or you know, on his regular schedule, like he used to. Um, I guess now I probably would not watch him. Because of some of the things he said are just too far out there and just too much. You know what that makes you? You think makes me think now. It's like he never does all these videos, but you always see him co-star and like, and you think it's like, huh, like-minded company. He's like always in like the he's he's friends with like the filthy Frank. The, he's uh, friends with I Ethan Dubs, Klein. Ethan Klein, filth, uh, I Dubs, uh, Max Mofo, which and is all that. funny because I, my roommate really likes I Dubs and Filthy Frank, and I don't watch their content, but I like them for the memes. Of, oh, they're awful, of but be, I love watching of, them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like it's so bad it's good, where, like, you watch it knowing it's going to be dumb, but then you're mm -hmm. like, then it, you got to laugh out of it, and you're like, ah, that was kind of funny. Yeah, that was, that was kind of my thing. Talk about people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was 
kind of my thing, especially because there's so little content that JonTron's been producing, and arguably lately it's not been good, yeah. or at least not up to the standard that he had established Previously. for himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we talked about PewDiePie, that's chump change, whoever mm-hmm. unsubscribed, and like his Disney thing. We can't know necessarily what's happening with that yet, but it is arguable that someone's going to pick him up eventually because he's PewDiePie. But JonTron doesn't have near as much clout he is. He still has he's still, a he's, fair amount, yeah. but he when he loses, it's gonna hit him harder. Because we we know the numbers in that uh, it was about ten thousand subscribers overnight when the Destiny stream video came out. So yeah, I can see he him. He may not be already like set, so he doesn't have to worry about it. Um, people, um, it, it's evidence now. Um, people when they do start uh, neglecting one audience, they pick up another. Uh, most notable, uh, the most recent example of kind of funny dropping Colin Moriarty. Today, yeah. he just opened up a Patreon for his new video, and now he's going to make about, uh, I think it was like 10000 100000 or I think it's 10000 a month. Wow. And growing in an hour. Yeah. So his issue, if I remember correctly, on International Women's Day, he tweeted he tweeted something like, ah, peace and quiet, like hashtag International Women's Day, and he was I think it was over regards to the strike or something like that. Oh, that. you're right. Yeah, it was earlier in the month. So it was uh, like Day Without a Woman, yeah, I think, was the yeah, yeah. particular uh, yeah, hashtag involved. Yeah. Um, and he Very said, off-color joke. <laughs> yeah, and it was interesting to me, especially some of the uh, tweets from, I think it was one of the kind of funny guys. I don't follow them near as much as yeah. uh, other Rooster Teeth properties. Basically, but the dynamic was you had Greg Miller, who was very liberal, then you had Colin, who was very much a libertarian. Yeah. It, w- it was interesting. One of the tweets said, like, uh, it's ironic because you don't work with women at all to begin with. And I'm kind of glad you don't. I forget who that was from, but mm-hmm. I was like, really? Yeah. Really? But so we've seen the different kinds of fallout that yeah. happen and where people go from there. I like I said earlier, I'm a believer in consequences for your actions. But, but these days can be good or bad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's harder to do like in Such a, a very strict. Audience. Yeah, the world's really straight. Like I said, um, you alienate one audience, but you gain another. Right. It's just whether or not you want that audience. Obviously, PewDiePie does not want neo-Nazis following him, but that's what he has now to a certain extent. He may not want him following him, but he's not going to like. Be like, stop. Say, like, stop it. I mean, you're making me money. Stop it. <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't think he's going to hunt down. He won't endorse. Views. He won't be publicly endorsed. Yeah. yeah. In in the end, this comes down to more of a moral thing. It's like, will you stand with someone that's okay with that? Will you stand with someone that's mm-hmm. unapologetic for anti-Semitic jokes? Or will you stand for someone like John Tron? Um, he obviously has some very controversial views, but at the same time, uh, he he went about it in very much the wrong way but he never outright said like it's the jews fault or something like that i do think though i think he's going to uh not be doing any more public debates in the future i think he's done i I I don't think he should i think in a statement in the end he's like i'm just gonna stick with what i know and that's like making entertainment stuff for you guys so like i probably (laughs) (laughs) but this was proceeded to uh this whole thing was proceeded to by like a lot of him getting in arguments on twitter Mm -hmm. um i'm really hoping he stops that and just continues like what was his tweet today it was like about sasquatch yeah second like second spotting a sasquatch and i'm pretty sure he was just like mocking the 
beef jerky commercials because <laughs> that was like the first sighting fine. was literally that's like totally the beef jerky okay commercial thing. Sasquatch. Yeah, that's a totally okay thing to mock because Sasquatches. I'm. This might be a controversial view of mine, but I don't think Sasquatches are a race of people who have been marginalized. No, he they might also be trying to stay relevant with the game. Daily. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the game Finding Bigfoot just released, so maybe he's trying to stay relevant. I don't, I don't big know. Big feet are people, too. Big feet are people, people too. too. Big feet, a, big feet Matter. That's definitely the name of this episode. We'll go with that. Big Feet Matter. Yes, big 1% matter. of this whole one. Gosh, guys, but... What yeah. up? This has been a very fun this conversation. This has been a very interesting conversation. We got a lot into, like, some of our own personal moral beliefs, uh, which is fine because we should be able to talk about those. Um, that's kind of the thing is that everyone should be able to talk about something that they believe in. I think John John absolutely has the right to debate destiny to his heart's content. But when he makes statements like that, he can't get mad that people get mad. People are always going to get mad. Yep. Um, <laughs> That's the secret. <laughs> That's the mad. secret. We're always mad. Uh, this Here at the coven. <laughs> Here at not. the coven. You did not. <laughs> We're always mad. This is, when That's we, my secret. I'm always mad. Just that line. So assembled here that tonight. Mo- that movie. God. So, uh, yeah, assembled here tonight to talk about <laughs> John Tron and PewDiePie, our two true loves. Uh, I have been your host for this love lovely. Story that would it's, be. Oh my gosh, I'm sure there's fan fiction. Why wouldn't Trash there be? and bash. Gosh, guys. Uh, so, I have been your host for this <laughs> lovely episode. Uh, I'm Daily Wilhelm, the Witch of the Wavelengths. Joining me today was the lovely Courtney Tuckman, Haribo Slayer. The wonderful Tyler Wheatley, Witch of the West. And Dalton Martin, the Witch of the South. <laughs> Cardinal Directions, guys. Hey. We're getting it. Um, <laughs> I don't so, have a direction. Oh, I well. am aimless. Uh, you can direct yourself, though, over to ByteBSU.com, where we have all our other podcasts and content. Quality content. Quality content. You should definitely Family check friendly. out. Quality yeah. segues into other brand. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're um, also on uh, Twitter and Facebook at ByteBSU, and we do not say inflammatory things. Um, mostly. We keep no. it to a strict minimum yeah. of DMs. <laughs> We're on YouTube, but we don't have an apology statement on our YouTube at ByteBSU We either. can if you want us to, though. We yeah, can we can do that. apologize for the episodes that we make. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're sorry right now. <laughs> we'll get a bite-wide uh, member apology. We're video. sorry for everything. Yeah. We're sorry for all of our content <laughs> so we've sorry, produced. But, uh, it's changing soon. <laughs> um, other apology statements can be found um, on our SoundCloud at uh, Ball State Daily and on our iTunes which is under the same name um, so this has been the big apology for everything that's happened on YouTube the past couple weeks thank you very much for joining us